we moved in together. Now who does what? On this segment of A Scary to Remarry. What's up, Brave Hearts community? This is Sean Heineman here with another segment of It's Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. And today's topic, we moved in together. Now, who does what? As I did some research before I prepared for this, I was looking at the Institute for Family Studies, and it says today most couples live together before marriage, more than 75%. So if you're watching this video or if you're listening to it via podcast, possibly you fall into this number. So I think you should continue to watch or listen. Some people look at living together before marriage as a test to see if both of you are compatible. However, this can be an expensive experience from signing names on leases to buying furniture together. I get it when you move in with someone. Um, it, sometimes it can be on the slide, right? It's like you stay over for a night. Um, you know, next thing you know, you, you got a toothbrush over there. Um, then next thing you know, you got a pair of shoes over there. You go out one night, you leave an outfit over there. And all of a sudden you find yourself just living with this person. Y'all are you know in this relationship, but now you just find yourself over there all the time. And it's just like, oh, all of a sudden we just living together. It's like this unspoken language, which is why I'm doing this video on some things I think you should pay attention to when it comes to uh, this process of living with with someone. And uh, I'll get into later on in the details about who does what. I just want to address some things that I think did give you something to think about uh, if you're living with someone or are you anticipating with living with someone. You can test a person without moving in together to see if the both of you are compatible, because I know a lot of people say that, you know, we need to live together first before we see if this this relationship is is really even worth it. Now, what you can do is. You can take a trip together before moving in with someone with your significant other. Just take a trip together. You don't have to take them to Africa. You don't have to take them to Europe. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you can take a trip together. It's something that's, you know, maybe out of state or, or maybe out of the city, somewhere where you both aren't familiar and you both can depend on each other. And you can find out a lot about that person from communication to decision making. And I think that's important. You can see where their leadership skills lie uh, and also how well do you work together as a team? You're going to find out so much about that person during that trip because you need each other. And that way you can use that as a gauge as well. These are some of the red flags I saw. These were some of the strong suits, you know, and then you can kind of gauge it from there opposed to just making this big commitment with living with your significant other before marriage because sometimes it doesn't work out. And then sometimes people think that's one step closer to marriage when it's actually not. You end up just living with this person forever and, and you never marry. Now, I will say I want people to tread lightly in this area because moving in with someone and then your name not being on the lease can be dangerous because you might sacrifice everything and all of a sudden you're living with your significant other, you're all in the same place together. But if your name not on there, like they have the right to, to put you out whenever, you know, so you always got to be on your best behavior and to give someone that amount of power over you um, probably isn't healthy for your well-being. So if you are living together with someone, um, if y'all do get a place together, I would just say just get it together where both of your names are on the lease. 
Uh, I would say not even live together before marriage at all, but I'm just saying we live in a real world. So I do understand that, you know, people do that. Um, Cause sometimes people, they get to a place where they say we can save money. You know, I got my place, you got your place. Let's save money together. Um, you know, I don't have to stay at this place and we could just put all our money under one roof. It makes sense. But what happens when you want to break up with this person and y'all living together and you realize that you don't have anywhere to go because you found out some stuff about them or maybe they were being secretive or, uh, you know, maybe they cheated, just all kind of different things. But now you stuck with this person, you know, so I, I do want to say that that's why I think it's better that if you're dating someone to just stay in your own places individually. Because when you start to jail your finances together, now all of a sudden you start to depend on this person in their check. And most people live from paycheck to paycheck. So chances are you might not really have any money saved up. So you really don't have anywhere to go. Uh, you know, you, you, you might want to stay with a girlfriend or you might want to stay with, um, you know, a guy friend or something like that or with your parents because you don't have a plan B. And I'll talk about that later as well, as far as having a, um, a plan B, if the relationship doesn't work out. Living together may instill a breakup mentality that can hurt marriage later. I'll repeat that. Living together may instill a breakup mentality that can hurt marriage later. Now, you're used to living and ending relationships with a what if mentality when living together. What will I do if we break up? You know, these are the kind of questions you ask yourself when you're living together. But getting married says when we follow through with commitment, we have to work these things out. Uh, and commitment, I understand, is kind of a foreign word today when it comes to relationships, because if you marry, you know, you just can't be like, I'm getting my stuff and go. I mean, you can, but at the end of the day, you, you're married. Like, you really have to think this process through before you decide to, to remarry. But the reason why the breakup mentality that can hurt marriage later is you still take that mindset going into your marriage because now you say you possibly bought a house together or y'all moving in together. But in the back of your mind, you're used to breaking up with people because y'all live together and, you know, maybe somebody left you, you know, so now you have trust issues, especially with your spouse because of what happened in the past. And that's not a healthy mindset because you should be able to trust your spouse that if y'all do buy property together or, you know, y'all are living together, married, they should have that safe, safe space to know that you're not going to leave them. But if you are used to living with people in relationships and the relationships in bad and then, you know, you don't know where to go or you just breaking off these relationships, it can really mess with you mentally when you marry. And I think no one should go into a marriage with that mindset you should be able to trust your spouse because you know that we should follow through with this commitment okay okay i said all this i said all i had to say this if you if you move in together now who does what number one is have the conversation about expectations who is going to do what from trash dishes laundry finances all those different things you got to have those conversations because uh, like i said before earlier if, you know, you just kind of leave your toothbrush over there and then, you know, you leave an outfit over there, like you, you don't have those conversations. You just kind of get into a regular flow of life where you need to have those conversations because that's where the communication is going to help. It might actually hurt you because you haven't had that conversation. 
um, and especially about kids, right? Let's talk about kids, especially if they are young. Uh, who will pick them up from the daycare? What will family time look like? Who's helping the kids with homework? These are conversations <clears throat> that you need to have when you're moving in together with your significant other. Last but not least, have the conversation about if the relationship doesn't work, then what? Do you save money on the side? And who will stay if one person decides to put the other person out? I know those conversations suck, but you got to have them. Because some people might have short tempers, you know, and some people, they just like, nah, I need you to get out. Because some people will put you out like Martin, you know, and if you don't have a plan B, you're just kind of SOL. So I think it's best to have that tough conversation about who does about if the relationship doesn't work, who does what, you know. Um, now, some people will be graceful enough <clears throat> to give you, say, you know, you got. 30 days or you got two weeks, you know, to get your stuff together. Some people are graceful, but everybody's not like that. Uh, so I hope this conversation was able to help someone um, in the area of possibly moving in with a significant other before marriage. Uh, I ask that you hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed to the uh, podcast or, or the YouTube video. Either way, with you listening or watching, this is Sean Heineman here at it's scary to be married, wanting you to love fearlessly. Take care, people.